Shalom to all. Today we're learning Mishnah Shviyas, Parak Beis, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Beis. And today's Mishnah is being learned Lilu Nishmas Maris Miriam Sara Basar Yaakov Meisha Hernes Shom Shadav Nuliyah and Beschos Rachel Basar Gittel and Daniel Eliezer Inspire Rachel Leishi Begi Benchu Zer Shal Kayama Bekarav Mamish. Now in the previous parak we learned all about a stay Elon. What's allowed to be done in a stay Elon up until Shemitah? And we had mentioned a few times that we're going to be talking about a stay Lavan. A stay Lavan, we had said, was a field that has grain growing in it or some sort of other vegetable or something like that. And here we have Mishnah Aleph teaching us that. Up until when Erev Shemitah is a person allowed to plow a stay Lavan? And this is the same question as with a stay Elon. Plowing the field might look like you're trying to benefit this field for Shemitah itself. So up until when do we say that it's clear that this is only going to be a benefit for the field for the sixth year and not for the seventh year? Says the Mishnah, Until the moisture has left the ground in the field, and when is that? As long as people are still plowing the field in order to be able to plant Mikshois, which is Kishuin, and Midlois, which is Diluin, so then that means that any plowing that's going to be done in the field is going to benefit the sixth year's produce. But if it's not moist enough that people are going to be plowing in order to be able to plant Mikshois and Midlois, so then the field's not allowed to be plowed because it's clear that if a person's going to plow his field then, then it's going to be as a benefit for Shemitah. Now I'm Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon comments on what the Tanakhama just said. You've put the law for each person in their own hand. Every guy's going to say, oh, my field is still moist, so I'm going to plow it. And then his neighbor is going to say, oh, my neighbor's plowing his field. It must be that you're still allowed to plow your field, even though his field isn't really moist anymore. It's all dry and cracked. And it's going to lead to, number one, a big confusion. And number two, people are going to plow when they're not allowed to. So Shimon says that we have one time period for everyone. Ella, b'sdei halavan, ana pesach, when we're talking about a stei halavan, a field of grain, a field of something else, just not trees, that's up until Pesach, and a field of trees, as we already said previously, it's allowed to be plowed up until Shemitah. Now moving on to Mishnah Bays. From this Mishnah, for next bunch of Mishnahs, we're going to be learning something very important regarding work that's allowed to be done in a field Erev Shemitah. Now in Raisa, there's only a few things that are also to do in a field on Shemitah itself. Planting and harvesting, pruning a grapevine and harvesting grapes are written in the Torah itself, and plowing as well as Asr Midairaisa, even though it's not mentioned explicitly in the Torah. However, obviously, Midrabanan, there are many things that are Asr to do in a field on Shemitah, and we're going to learn in this Mishnah, and upcoming Mishnahis as well, that there's two criteria, two conditions for what is allowed to be done in a field during the sixth year. Number one, it has to be beneficial to the sixth year's crops. What's being done now has to be a benefit for what's in the field currently. And number two, that this avoid that's being done is only Asr Midrabanan on Shemitah itself. Since it's Asr only Midrabanan on Shemitah itself, it's allowed to be done in the sixth year. So Mishnah Beis tells us, Mizablin, we're allowed to spread fertilizer in a field. Uma'adrin, and one may hoe. Hoeing is like plowing, it's just done with a hand tool, kind of like a shovel. And a person is allowed to do this, in these fields that grow, Kishun and Diluin, Ad Rosh Hashanah, all the way up until Rosh Hashanah. And Vechein, Beves HaShlachin. He's allowed to do these things in a Beis HaShlachin, even though this Beis HaShlachin is not growing Kishun and Diluin. Now, what is a Beis HaShlachin? So there's two different types of fields, a Beis Habal and a Beis HaShlachin. A Beis Habal is a field that's watered 
only by rainwater. The only thing this field needs is rainwater straight from Hashem, straight from Shemaim, and the crops are going to grow beautifully. Now, Beis HaShlachin is a field that needs to be watered as well by humans. He has to make an irrigation system, a sprinkler system, fill up a pail of water from his house, load his water gun, make sure he gets water all over the place. That type of field is allowed to have fertilizer spread in it, and it's allowed to be hoed all the way up until Rosh Hashanah, that's because produce in a Beis HaShlachin takes a little bit longer to grow than usual, and therefore, that which he's doing in this Beis HaShlachin is going to be a benefit to the sixth year's crops all the way up until Rosh Hashanah. The mission continues, Miyablin. One is allowed to cut off a Yabeles, a wart, from a tree. Mefarkin, one is allowed to remove extra leaves from a tree. Ma'avkin, one is allowed to dust the tree. Now, usually, if you're in your house and you would ask someone to please dust the furniture, that means take the dust off of the furniture. Over here, ma'afkin means put dust onto the tree. More specifically, the dust is being put on the roots of the tree, sometimes because of the wind, maybe it was a very rainy season, some of the soil got washed away from the roots, and now the roots of the tree are exposed to the elements, and that is not good for the roots. So putting dust or dirt on the roots is going to help it out. And last but not least, ma'ashnin, we're allowed to make smoke rise underneath the tree. Nowadays, we have something called pesticides. You take a bottle, you spray it on the tree, you spray it on your plants, and then that kills all the little buggies and prevents more bugs from getting onto your delicious cucumbers or tomatoes. Now, one form of pesticides that they had was making some sort of fire underneath the tree, having a lot of smoke go up, and then that would smoke away all the critters and creepy crawlies. It would probably kill them as well and make sure that they didn't ruin all your delicious fruit. So that's also allowed to be done ad Rosh Hashanah all the way up until Rosh Hashanah. And once again, all this is allowed to be done because it fits these two criteria, these two conditions. First of all, it's going to be beneficial to the crops that grew there in the sixth year. And number two, because this would only be Asr Midrabanan anyway on Shemitah itself, it's not even Asr Midrabanan Rais on Shemitah. Now, Reb Shimon says, Even on Shemitah itself, he's allowed to remove extra leaves from clusters of grapes. And Reb Shimon holds that the reason why that's allowed to be done on Shemitah is because that's not creating a benefit to the tree. That's not helping the tree produce its fruits. That's just preventing it from dying. It's preventing it from getting ruined. And as we're going to learn later, that might be something which is permitted to be done even on Shemitah. So Shimon holds that removing extra leaves is permitted to be done on Shemitah. However, the Tanakama argues with him. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Gimel and Dalid. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.